from London Town. Connecting with me are director Matt Whitecross and music composer David Arnold. David has composed the music for four James Bond films. Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day and Casino Royale. A worthy successor to John Barry who scored the music for 11 Bond films and who composed the original James Bond theme, variations of which are used to the day in Bond films. This interview is a precursor to The Sound of 007, a documentary directed by Matt that releases on Amazon Prime Video on Wednesday, the 5th of October. David and Matt, wonderful to speak to you. Lots of love from India. How are you guys doing? From India with love. Yeah. <laughs> from London with love straight back. Yeah, we're doing very well. It's lovely to speak to you. Very exciting. Awesome. I believe, David, John Barry suggested you score your first Bond film around about the time Tomorrow Never Dies happened. He's really the guru of all Bond soundtracks, isn't he? He is. And I didn't know that that was actually factually correct until Matt told me half an hour ago. I'd heard that John had recommended me. I mean, I knew John quite well. We never spoke about Bond music. It didn't feel like it was the right thing to do because I would have just never spoken about anything else. So Matt actually told me that Barbara had said, and actually um, John's widow, Laurie, had said that he had recommended me. So I have even more to be grateful to the great man for other than his you know incredible career but you know for, for opening that door was i would have bought him even more drinks if i'd have known that <laughs> well matt i was one of the hundred thousand people in the crowd at uh, the coldplay concert the only one which has happened in india i don't know if you were here around about the same time but my question really is from coldplay videos and concerts to this documentary on the bond movies that's quite a strategic shift from the outside or some would argue it's the same grand experience. How do you look at both those things that you've dabbled in? Yeah, I was there at that concert too. I was in the front row filming all the fans. It was amazing. I mean, that was one of the most moving experiences, seeing people crying literally from the moment the band stepped out. It was, it was a great yeah. night. Yeah, well, weirdly, because Bond touches everyone's lives and touches everything, actually Coldplay and Bond are quite joined. I think, you know, Chris Martin is one of the biggest Bond fans in the world and is obsessed with the music. And I, I remember when they we were students together here in London and before they became a, a kind of official band, they used to write Bond songs together. That's the, this, that's the power of this music and this history. And they, he wrote... I don't think they, they never reached uh, Barbara and Michael, the producers, but he wrote a couple of Bond songs on spec around the time, I think, of... David's work with garbage so you know that it would have disappeared into ether but I listened to it when we were making the Coldplay documentary and it's fantastic obviously David's is the best but you know it was really oh, amazing and, and it was it's just one of those things I think any big band worth their salt would have at least thought about it if not submitted something you know the fact that even U2 and Bono sent one in for Tina Turner to, to record is, is incredible True, which segues nicely into my next one. The World Is Not Enough, 1999. Garbage the band, Shirley Manson, what an amazing vocalist. Your experience of creating that piece of art, David Arnold. Well, I knew for the first time that I was going to be able to actually write a theme tune for a Bond song fairly early on in that process. I'd worked on Tomorrow Never Dies and I'd written a song that Katie Lang had performed called Surrender, which was an end title piece. Sheryl Crow did the title song. And when they were beginning to work on The World Is Not Enough, Barbara and Michael offered me the opportunity to write the song. So for me, you know, what do you do when you, you know, I'm always going to write a Bond song, even if I'm not going to record a Bond song, because for me, that's the spine of the entire process, mainly taken from John's example. You know, John wrote these amazing songs and extrapolated music from those songs into the score. And so the whole thing felt like a kind of holistic whole. And you felt connected to both the song and the score through one and the other. So they both kind of fed off each other. And when I was asked to do Tomorrow Never Die, the first thing I do is like I want to write a Bond song I don't know 
if it's going to get in the movie, but I'm going to write a Bond song. So I wrote a song called Surrender, initially with David McCalmont and then with Don Black to finish it off. And then The World Is Not Enough, the first thing I did was like, I phoned up Don and I said, it's called The World Is Not Enough let's write a song and i like starting with phrases and things that makes me think of music so i asked don if he could like think of a few lines of lyric first and you know he came up with a verse very very easily but with the chorus he was struggling a little bit to say the world is not enough what do you say after that and he was in the kitchen and his wife shirley had an envelope that she opened up and it was an offer of an obe from the queen wow. for don and said she said don you've got an obe and he said well it's not a knighthood because but it's a pretty good place to start and he said that's the answer you know the world is not enough but it's a perfect place to start and from that everything else came so we had the song written and then it was a matter of who can we get to perform this thing and i always look at performers in bond songs as people who could be in the movie you know i cast it like you would cast an actor i think yeah. and you've seen shirley manson live she's a you know she's an incredible performer and i thought i could see her in this film doing some damage to someone and she had the right attitude she had an amazing voice she had an amazing way of delivering music in a way which added so much to it other than just what she was saying and so i phoned them up and luckily they agreed i met them a week after they were doing a show in Hammersmith and I went down and I played them the thing I had a dat in those days and I played them it in their dressing room and luckily they liked it and from that point on it was very easy thank good that's a beautiful beautiful nugget there would you say Matt that Shirley Bassey is the greatest singer to sing a James Bond song I'm going to put you in the spot now <laughs> well she is Bond I mean I think that's the thing it's like she created as, as David says in the film she created the template along with John Barry so it's tricky isn't it because what I love about it is so rich that everyone has their own favourite you know for example the first Bond film I ever saw in the cinema was The Living Daylights and so for me I, I remember going out and finding that single now some people love that tune and some people hate it and it's great it's so different to what John and and Shirley did at the beginning I mean I think if you had to go for the classic Bond sound it's Shirley and she's the one who kind of set the bar right at the, the highest level but it's funny when you see other people from Adele to even to the kind of inflections of Billie Eilish in the new song they're all kind of doing a version of Shirley but then they're bringing what they bring to it in the same way that you know we spoke to Neil and Rob the the Bond writers on the last few films and they they were saying you know you have to do the same but different that's the ch impossible challenge of Bond it has to be exactly the same thing that everyone wants but com something completely new and I think it's the same with the music my last one's got to be uh, about Casino Royale. I mean, Chris Cornell, God bless his soul. Amazing song, You Know My Name. The song's main notes are played throughout the film, almost as though it was substituting the James Bond theme. So, you know, really, David, the classic theme only playing in the end credits. If we could talk about Chris, the song, and why that happened, you know, leaving it till the end. Well, I think you make a very astute comment and observation about it playing, like replacing the Bond theme. I had two ideas about what that song to do. One was we were dealing with a James Bond who hadn't become the James Bond that we know yet. He hadn't acquired Daniel. the skills and the style. He was very much, a, I think M calls him a blunt instrument in the movie. You know, he's like, he's not the person that we want him to be yet. Part of the excitement of the film is watching him acquire those skills and acquire the things that become, you know, very much connected to him. It's like he wins his Aston Martin in a game of cards. So you find out how he gets that. When he did that, I play a little bit of the Bond theme, a tiny bit, a snippet, just to kind of reward you in a way and remind you that 
he is becoming that person. When he puts the uh, dinner jacket on for the first time, when he's in the hotel room with Vespa, and he looks at himself in the mirror, and we see him in a DJ for the first time in a bow tie, I give it a little bit more. You never, you know, it's kind of teasing the thing, but the whole thing is ratcheting up the tension for the moment when we can explode this theme into the end with, like, when he says the line, the name's Bond, James Bond, first time he says it in the movie, and presumably the first time he says it ever if we're to believe that Casino Royale is you know the, the the forerunner to the other movies then the theme just explodes onto the screen and we cut to black and that's like it feels like he's back the song itself you know my name I wanted it to feel like it was the progenitor of the James Bond theme that it could be its father that it could be handing down its responsibility to the James Bond theme at the end of that movie and so it kind of built from a sort of similar DNA and I wanted it to be about from James Bond's perspective a song that James Bond in a way could be singing most songs are about the villain or a woman you know sort of thinking about James Bond and as a dangerous stranger but I wanted this one to be you know, Daniel Craig's Bond looking you straight in the eye as he does at the end of that opening title sequence. He comes right up to the camera, looks you in the eye as the last notes kind of crash out. And I wanted it to be a warning, you know, get out of my way or bad things are going to happen to you. And so I came with that idea. Chris had his ideas, which were absolutely wonderful. And we kind of went away and wrote two halves of the same song independently of each other we went to Prague to the shooting of the casino scenes we watched some things we read the script we talked to Martin Campbell the director and Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson about the idea of what this should be achieving as a song and Chris had ideas I had ideas we came together I went to Chris's flat in Paris and I played him what I was doing he played me what he was doing and the weirdest thing was that these two things just slotted into each other and the song was kind of written oddly independently of each other but then together and then we spent a day or two smoothing it out making sure that the right decisions were made did a demo of it sent it to barbara and then the first time daniel heard it we were in the back of a mercedes at the casino Royale rap party and i had it on a cassette and barbara was in the back and i said do you want to hear the song it's a demo and he said yes and we stuck it in and we played it really loud while driving around in the back of a car because it was the only place that had a sound system that we could use and daniel just said we've got it that's all he said you know which was fine for me and then we went away and finished the recording of it but that was i think it was a, yeah it was the first time he'd heard it i don't know if i told you that no, I yeah i should have said that it's yeah. great i'm learning more yeah i'm <laughs> gonna hang out with david the next week <laughs> matt david i really appreciate your time i look forward to seeing you in india very very soon thank you for the sound of 007 thank you so uh, much very really welcome it. and thank Cheers. you for taking the time as well